Okay, keep going. Now I'm on the podcast. So what's a podcast? Hello, and welcome to What You Talking, a podcast about Kim's convenience. And just a warning, this podcast is definitely not spoiler-free. I'm Mike Yuan, and joining me today is my wife, Ruby. Hi, everyone! Now, if you haven't heard about the show, uh, CBC describes it as a funny, heartfelt story of the Kims, a Korean Canadian family running a convenience store in downtown Toronto. Now, the family, uh, there's a bunch of characters. Uh, there's Appa, Amma, Jung, the son, Janet, the daughter, and there's also Kimchi and Shannon, who... Uh, is Jung's best friend, and Shannon is Jung's boss. Who is also his love. Ooh. <laughs> spoiler alert! There are no spoiler alerts. Oh, I already yeah. warned them. True. Okay. Well, so, I just wanted to give them that kind of, you know. <laughs> so, Appa, I forgot to mention, is the Korean word for father or dad. Mm-hmm. And Amma being the Korean word for Amma. For mom. Mom. Crap. <laughs> Anyways, so Appa is kind of, um, how do I put this? He's kind of a stubborn dude. Um, and between him and Jung, Jung's been estranged from the family. He's been living on his own for about 10 years because they got in a big fight. And the show kind of alludes that they got into some physical fight or something. And- oh, wow. I totally missed that. <laughs> <laughs> and Amma is basically the glue of the family. She's trying to keep everybody together. She still keeps in contact with Jung while uh, still working at the store with Appa and Janet. And Janet is the, I guess, the good daughter in the family. She's stuck around. She's helping out at the store. She's going to OCAD where she is, I, I think, majoring in photography or some sort of Something like photography. Based on what Appa says, um, she's going to school for art, and it seems like her photography is her major because that's what she really likes to do. And then we also have Kimchi, who's Jung's best friend, and they work together at Handy Car Rental, and Shannon, their manager. I think she's the branch manager of that particular location. Okay. Uh, I mean, we don't want to go too much in depth of the relationships or the episodes because Kind of what I want to do with this podcast is go into each episode or like a couple episodes at a time and talk about some of the themes, some of the major plots as we go through, because it's better to talk about the characters as we go through. That's one of the great things about Kim's Convenience is the character building over time. So, yeah, uh, just thinking about it, how did we come across the show? How did I, did I just introduce it to you? Was I just watching it? I don't quite remember. I just remember us watching it online because we clearly don't have cable (laughs) and i think at that time cbc didn't start streaming it on their website yet no i think i think they had cbc had it right from the get-go oh okay yeah because well from my earliest memory i remember we're at my parents place and they have some antennas set up like nobody has cable anymore yeah so we're watching the olympics it was like the summer olympics at that time and we're in between events, and this commercial kept coming up for this Korean show. And I'm like, okay, I guess they have a Korean dude. That's that's kind of funny, but I don't know. I don't think I'm going to watch it. And, <laughs> and you're, I think you were doing classes at the time, and I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to go check out this website and see what it is. I'll just watch an episode and see if it's funny. 
And yeah, I've been hooked ever since. Yes, from like all the people that we've met, from stories that I've heard, it doesn't seem like there's anyone that really doesn't like the show. It feels like the show seems to touch someone at some point. And it's just an amazing story that no matter where what your background is no matter where you're from it you recognize a part of yourself within the characters or the dynamics or like just parts of their stories i think part of the reason why i hesitated watching kim's convenience is over the years i've watched a lot of shows on like on you know american stations and you know there'd be shows about koreans or Chinese people, and they would be so far off base, trying to be play on the stereotypes just to be funny. Like, I remember, I think it was in the 90s, there was a show called All American Girl, and it was starring Margaret Cho, who's a comedian. And it was one of the, I guess, only Asian shows at the time, but they were playing so hard on the stereotypes to the point where uh, the Koreanness of the show got lost on trying to just be. I guess, stereotypical Asian. Like, it played more like chicken balls and fried rice than something more authentic. Well, I think TV has evolved over over time a lot, right? And and back in the day, all Asians were the same, one and the same. There was no distinction, right? So with Kim's Convenience, they, they definitely define the background of the characters, who they are, and that they're an authentic Korean family, an immigrant family, but it doesn't deviate from the fact that that's who they are and they don't try to infuse the story with with anything that's that's not original and that's that's not authentic and i think that's why a lot of people are able to relate to it and i think a big part of it is that it was written by ins choi who is a korean mm-hmm. and uh he actually started the show it was actually originally a play uh, that started back in 2011 and first showed in the Fringe Festival here in Toronto. And he was saying in his uh, one-man show that he didn't expect it to do well. He was just writing a show to just write a show. And uh, when it played on Fringe and everybody loved it, he was surprised. And from my understanding, I believe um, Paul and Gene, which are the char- are the people that play Appa and Amma, are actually the original... Um, actors for the theater show. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I know that Appa has played cross-country, uh, doing the same character, uh, well, yeah, across Canada uh, oh, wow. for six years. And I think they even went to New York, no? Yeah, they just went to New York uh, this recent, uh, in the last summer. Uh, and it was probably one of their last shows, because I asked Paul over Twitter. Paul is the actor who plays Appa, and he was saying that uh, that may have been their last show. Oh no! <laughs> so for those of you who've been fortunate to watch the Kim's Convenience play, can well consider yourself fortunate because I don't think anybody else is going to be able to see it. Hmm, that's so sad. It was a really good play. Yeah, it's definitely different in tone than the show. The show plays it a lot more lighthearted, where the play is a lot more intense and a lot more condensed. Yeah, it's 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 definitely more serious, and it plays on the emotions and the dynamics of the relationship of um, Jung and Appa more so, and it it, it gives us an ending actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I guess that's. <laughs> covering the spoilers again but yeah it does 
contain an ending, which we'll probably or hopefully see in the show. But, I mean, we're still yet to see. We're only at season two. Hopefully season three. Hint, hint. CBC. Hashtag. KC season three. So not only have we been fortunate enough to watch now two seasons of the show, Mm -hmm. uh, Ruby and I have actually also met the cast in a number of events. Yes, we've lined up in the cold before. We've lined up in the heated buildings of CBC or Sony Center, I believe. Yeah, so it's been great. The cast is so nice. They're so friendly. They're so welcoming. And they really love their fans. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I remember the first time that we met, I think it was Paul, well, Paul, Jean, and Simu, who who play Appa, Amma, and Jung, were all at the Real Asian Festival in Toronto, which is a film festival promoting Asian films uh, that it's around October or November. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were taking place, or they were representing Kim's Convenience as part of a screener or a screening event for a future episode. And I saw the tickets online and I figured, okay, I'm a few episodes in. This seems pretty cool. Why don't we go see what they had to say about the show? And I think one of the first things that surprised me was seeing Paul or Appa uh, speaking in like no accented (laughs) English. And I was just like, my gosh, his accent is pretty authentic. It's really amazing. And I think Jean said the same thing. She also mentioned that... um, she had to learn the Korean accent because obviously it wasn't part of her native tongue. Yeah, I remember she was telling a story at the most recent Asian uh, festival, the Real Asian Festival, that uh, she actually lived in Korea for a number mm, of years. Right, right. She learned how to read Korean, and that was the basis of how she learned her accent mm-hmm. to read the uh, read each of the characters and sound it out like basically phonetically so that she would she would actually be able to pick it up if uh, she was saying how if you read English word letter by letter and kind of slowly pull it out it would it would give you that kind of Korean accent yeah and I still remember that first event I was like okay you know what? I want to meet Simu too but uh, that he was surrounded by fans like he had this <laughs> ring of ages 20 to 40 people all around him he was Mm. impossible to get through well people know what they love (laughs) (laughs) shirtless simu (laughs) i don't think he ever had a shirtless scene yet in season one though no he had he had like probably at least two oh okay not at that point it's something that I don't really pay attention to, but I'll tell you that if, if I ask Twitter right now, they'll probably all tell me how many times he went shirtless. And which episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you have any favorite episodes of season one? I have to say I like most of the episodes, like the same. They each have a good balance of the humor and and the humility and, and the honesty. I think the honesty is really important. Um I'm a TV show junkie. So far, I think every show that we've watched together, I just continue watching it because I like watching the dynamics, the actors, how they perform the roles. And in this particular, um, in Kim's Convenience itself, people, like, you feel like that's that's really their family. You join this family on their journey and you watch how they interact with each other. The store is hilarious. Like, the way they interact with customers, it really makes me think... Does that happen? Like, can that happen? But I'm sure it really does. And 
it, it just warms your heart every time. Yeah, thinking back uh, to season one, there were so many favorites. Going to the first episode, that's, again, where I fell in love with the series, thinking, you know, this is pretty authentic. Like, Appa was pretty much like my mom. Like, <laughs> my mom is... If you had fused Appa and Amma together, that was pretty much my mom. My mom is Korean. My dad's Chinese. So uh, I grew up in a mixed culture family. But again, as I said, I, I had a Appa-Amma combination as one person. So mm -hmm. seeing stubborn Appa was my mom being stubborn to me. But the same time, seeing all the love and care and being the glue of the family, that was my Amma as well. So, I mean, I've been talking a lot about Appa and Amma, but do you have any favorite characters? I don't have one particular favorite character. I think I really enjoy different pieces of each character. For instance, um, the authenticity of Appa and how he interacts with his family. He is the, the man of the family. He is the man of the store and how he interacts with the customers is, is just hilarious. And his friends that always come into the store to <laughs> vent to him and how he vents back to them. Mr. Chin and Mr. Meta. Yes. So it, it's just really cute and sweet. And Emma, it, yeah, she definitely reminds me of your mom. Um, the fact that she makes amazing Calbee Jim. That's awesome. Calbee so, Jim. Calbee Jim. Calbee Jim. No. <laughs> <laughs> Am I saying it right? <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's it's adorable and how she always wants to take care of her kids, of her son and Janet, like the way that she she tries to balance the love that's really like your mom. So it warms my heart. Um, Janet, typical, you know, girl going to school, trying to appease both her parents the Asian way, trying to do the right things. But because she is Canadian born, she, she has the Canadianized culture to back her up and think that she is independent from the store and the whole filial piety thing is, is no longer of the equation. It just plays on so many levels. And Jung, who's, I guess, the son who had his rebellious stage when he was younger, and now he his little love stories with, you know, Shannon, which will come, and of course, his relationship with Kimchi, which is hilarious. Like, they're kind of like brothers, but they're not. And the stories between them, the jokes between them, Kimchi, he is so funny. Dude's so funny. And he's he's like that in real life, too. Yeah. Andrew Fung, who plays Kimchi, if you ever get a chance to watch this guy do improv, he is even funnier than Kimchi. Just <laughs> yes. His real personality is it's it's hilarious and he He's a good comedian. He's he's great. And he's a good father. He loves his new baby. Yeah. If you ever follow him on Instagram, like 90% of his pictures are either his kids or his shoes, but mostly his kids. <laughs> so the shoe thing they brought into the show. Yeah. They, I think what they tried to do is try to make uh, the characters a little bit about the root. The the people playing them. The actual actors, yeah. I see. Well, Shannon definitely is just as pretty in real life. She's a gorgeous girl, and I love her. Nicole, who plays Shannon, very awesome, very down-to-earth person. Yes, I remember we bumped into her at Innes, uh Choi's show, and she was just... She was not standoff at all. She was welcoming. She, like, was totally open to taking pictures with us it was amazing yeah i made her sign like three things i feel bad about that but it was like 
while you're here, because I'm never going to run into you probably ever. Could you sign these three things, please? Yeah, she's super sweet, and she's even nicer than Shannon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, hashtag awkward is a new awesome. She's not awkward at, his, at no, all. Not no, like Shannon. Not. She's super cool. So what about you? Who's your favorite character? I love them all. Actually, uh, when I started out, I really loved Appa because, again, he reminded me the stubborn part of my mom that uh, my relationship with my mom is I will always put these out in front of her whenever she's being stubborn. So I'll call her out and we're at a point in our relationship where we can laugh about it. So that's the great thing. So when I saw Appa... I immediately said, Mom, you gotta watch this. This guy is so funny. He's you. But actually, the first episode, I think it was Frank and Nayong, I, I showed her the part where she was interacting with Frank, and Appa just loses it with Frank, and we'll get into this later. And I was like, my God, that's like my mom at work. So I played it back to her, and she's like, you know what? That's for me. <laughs> She saw herself in Appa. <laughs> <laughs> so I, at first, I fell in love with Appa. I, I really loved the way that Paul portrays him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it felt really authentic. But as I started to watch and rewatch the show, and as you know, I've watched each episode at least a handful of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whenever I'm not around, that's all he watches. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've learned to love each of the characters. Uh, I actually find that I relate most with Janet because in my life, I am part of a family business as well. So trying to be the good son, I am learning the learning the ropes, helping out my parents. But uh, yeah, I, I find that I relate the most to Janet, trying to be, I guess, the good one, yeah. I could say. But you're uh, not an artist. <laughs> yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely not an artist. Uh or a photographer. <laughs> or a photographer. Uh, but yeah, just as much love for Emma. As I, I watched more of the series, I definitely felt more for her. Because again, she reminds me of my, my mom in those softer moments. Uh, Jung, he's just trying to do his best, trying to be, be his own man. That's basically what it mm-hmm. is. So that's something I can respect. Kimchi, he's the bro everybody wants to have. Cool guy. <laughs> guy you know you want to have a beer with at any time and Shannon apparently also guy with cute earlobes <laughs> <laughs> that's in season two but cute earlobes mm-hmm. um and Shannon yeah she just she's adorable mm-hmm. everybody would want a manager like that everybody would want a manager who could be understanding and somebody who would just have her manager moment and she'll tell you I am not your manager right now the name tag is flipped down <laughs> Great quote. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, we didn't want to cover too much in the first episode because what we want to do is kind of take it episode by episode, which, uh, well, do one episode, do one episode of the show or two. But we wanted to tell the story from other fans, see how they related with the show and maybe give our two cents in the meantime. So if you have any comments, questions, or stories to share, email them to whatyoutalkingpodcast at gmail.com or tweet me at MikeYUAN82. Remember, the show is marketing conspiracy-free, past best before date, but still pretty good. Until the next time. 
Okay, okay see, see you. you.